back, welcome back, welcome back everybody, welcome back to the Philly Sports 4 for 4 podcast, I'm your host Dom Lewis and this is one heck of a ride we are experiencing in Philly Sports, Um, I am just in pure awe right now, this city is on fire, right now there are so many great things happening um Villanova as I predicted as we all well most of us probably predicted won another national championship so shout out to Jay Wright shout out to Jalen Brunson and Mikel Bridges and Dante DiVincenzo and the entire Villanova men's basketball team Two championships in three years. Amazing, 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 amazing. We have the Philadelphia 76ers who have won 52 regular season games. I predicted they would only win 48. They would cap at 48. They would end up being 48 and 34. I was so wrong on that. They topped out being 52 and 30. The number three seed in the East um, ended the season on a 16-game winning streak. Amazing, 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 amazing. The Flyers clinched a playoff berth with their 82nd game. Um, They are currently in the playoffs, tied 1-1 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I'm going to get into all of this. Eagles pick up. Uh, Richard Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers on a one-year deal. The Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies after a rocky start, they are above 500 right now. Um, They have won six out of their last seven. Amazing things are happening. I think winning is so contagious, and it breeds competition, healthy competition. And I want to get into all of it, all of it, all of it. I am so excited right now about what's happening in Philadelphia, what's happening with our sports teams. And you know what? We deserve it. We deserve it. We deserve what is happening right now with our city. We deserve what's happening right now with our sports. We suffered. We suffered horribly. I know there are you know people out there that love the process and trusted the process, and I get it. Ultimately, we all trusted the process, but... I'm not going to lie. I went through the process and I hated it. I hated what was happening. I hated what was happening to my city. I hated what was happening to my team. I hated what was happening to basketball in this city. But the sun is shining bright now. It is amazing to see what is happening. This team is amazing. Listen, this city is on fire right now. This team is amazing. The Philadelphia 76ers, the Flyers are doing their thing right now. The Phillies our young up-and-coming team, Villanova, they are on the brink of creating a dynasty. The Eagles have broken the curse of losing in this city. They have created, they were the they were the ones who took the bold step for this city. By winning the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles have birthed a culture of winning in this city. And I hope I'm not getting putting the car before the horse but listen 
our teams are on fire right now. They saw what the Philadelphia Eagles did, and they saw what we as fans, how we celebrated, how we took over a city and shut the city down by winning. What it would do if these other teams won, and I think they want to experience that as well. They want to get in on the fun. And why not? Why not? Why can't the Philadelphia 76ers win the world championship this year? They're 52-30. and 30. They played the Miami Heat in the first round. They'll beat them in six games. Why not? They'll end up playing Boston in the second round. That'll be a seven-game series. They'll end up playing either Toronto or the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA, uh, excuse me, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Why not? Why can't we win a championship this year with this young core we have? Who's going to stop Joel Embiid? Only Joel Embiid can stop Joel Embiid. And yeah, I get it. He's out for game one right now. And I'm going to get into all of this. But I'm just, I just want to talk just for a minute. And just ask the question and pose the question. Why not? Why not? Why not us? Here we come. The Flyers, yeah, they had a rough start game one. Got beat up 7-0 in Pittsburgh. But you know what happened? They came back and won 5-1. The series is tied 1-1, coming back to Philly. Why not? Why can't these other teams win? Why can't we win two, three titles, four titles in one year? Why can't the Philadelphia Phillies make the playoffs? Who says that they're only going to win 75 games? Who said? Got an unconventional manager in Gabe Kapler. Got a lot of young, up-and-coming players. Kingery is playing out of his mind right now. Big acquisition is signing Jake Arrieta. We still got Reese Hoskins. We signed Santana over the offseason. Why not us? Why can't we win multiple championships? Why can't this be the new title town? Why not? I'm going to get into all of this. I'm going to talk about Villanova winning the title. I'm going to talk about the Sixers' possibilities, what I think is going to happen in these playoffs. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Flyers. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Phillies. I just want to talk about Philly sports and why not. Why can't we be classified as the new title town? Who says Boston or L.A. or New York have to be title town? Who said? Why not us? Why not Philadelphia? Why can't it be our turn? Who said? Who made this rule? I mean, look at it this way. The Philadelphia Eagles weren't even supposed to be in the Super Bowl this year. Not after Carson Wentz went down with a torn ACL. We were supposed to be one and done in the playoffs. Atlanta was supposed to come in here and spank us. And then we stood no chance against Minnesota. They were coming into the link. We stood no chance against them, remember? Oh, and then you go against the Patriots. Oh, you don't stand a chance against the GOAT. Not against Tom Brady. He's not going to lose. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady II does not lose to anybody. Oh, really? Oh, really? 41-33. Eagles. World champions. They have broken the curse of losing in this city. It is time that we all get on board and understand that this can be the new title town. 
get behind all of these teams. If you are not a Flyers fan, get on board. Support the Flyers. If you are not a Sixers fan, get on board and support the Sixers. If you are not a Phillies fan, get behind this young team. Get behind them now while they're young. Because you don't know what's coming. I think greatness is coming. If you're not a Philadelphia Soul fan, get behind the Philadelphia Soul. They've already won two championships. They've already gone back to back. That's arena football, but they've already gone back to back. You better get on board with these. You better hop on the bandwagon if you're not already on. If you like one of their rival teams, listen, now is your chance to come on home. Right now is your chance to come on home. Because this city is experiencing greatness. This is going to be the new title town. We are the winners. We're building something great here. You better get on the boat. You better get on the bus. You better get on the bandwagon now. You better. Before it's too late. Listen, I'm going to get into Villanova, the Sixers, the Flyers, the Phillies, what we can expect uh, from our playoff teams, what is going to be going forward in this city as far as sports are concerned where we've come from and I just want all of you to get excited if you're not already excited get excited Tom McGinnis from from the Sixers Radio Network says it best get excited get excited now seriously this this city is hot right now these teams are hot right now who says it can't be us let me take a short break Come back, talk a little bit about a national championship game. Villanova just <laughs> beating the brakes off of Michigan. Oh my goodness gracious. What an amazing, amazing thing Jay Ray has done with this program. Gonna talk about Villanova, gonna talk about the Sixers, I'm gonna talk about the Flyers, the Phillies. Um, and this is all, think about it, it all started with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I, I don't know. We can't thank the Philadelphia Eagles enough for what they did for this city. Take a short break. I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Philly Sports 4 for 4 podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. And uh, let's get into some Villanova basketball, men's basketball right now. Um, as you already know, Villanova has won the national championship for the year 2018. Um, they just put a shellacking on Michigan, honestly. I mean, Michigan started off so well. Uh, and let me, you know what? Let me backtrack first, talk about the Final Four, because I, I think uh, the last episode, the Final Four didn't even happen yet. So uh, they played Kansas in the Final Four, and honestly. Kansas just couldn't keep up. Villanova's a good shooting team. They, they shoot three very well, and uh, that's exactly what they did. Um, they just shot they shot Kansas right out of the game. And then every time Kansas tried to make a run in the game, I, Villanova would just shoot them right out of the game. 
uh, there was just no way that they could keep up with Nova. So they cruised right to the national championship. And the national championship game started, and Michigan came out hot. They came out hot. They they came out smoking. I mean, uh, Mo Wagner, they just gave him the ball down low. That dude, was he was hot at the beginning. Uh, but it's kind of crazy because they were hot for like the first six, seven minutes. And then, like, they just fell flat. And Nova just played their game. They just really played their game. Um, and, and Brunson didn't even have the greatest scoring game. But he's just such a smart player. Um, and the way he controls the floor, the way he controls the game. Uh, they they just got into their rhythm, honestly. And um, Dante DiVincenzo, when he came off the bench... He just shot it like it was nobody's business. <laughs> he was named a uh, most outstanding player for the game. Uh, he had 31 points that night in a championship game off the bench. <laughs> the dude shot the three like it was nobody's business, and he was making defensive plays. He <laughs> he made a block off of this guy. All right, he did two blocks. It was two major blocks that he did. He had a block where he pinned the ball against the backboard. He And he jumped so high where he pinned it with one hand. And then he swatted the ball again with the other hand. And then he had a block where he just met the player at the summit. He met him right at the top of the guy's shot. And just held up both arms and hands. And just stood there like a wall and blocked him. It was amazing to see. That dude played out of his mind. You know what he did? He played himself right into the NBA. <laughs> he played himself right into the NBA draft. Someone's going to draft him. It's amazing what one game... It's not even just that it's just one game, but what that one game did for his draft stock. That dude probably is going to return next year, be the star of the team next year, but he's probably going to go to the NBA draft now. Listen, I don't want him to go. I would be glad if he stayed at Nova and he just led this team to another national championship. I I would be glad if he did that, but, I mean, his draft stock probably won't be any higher than it is right now. Um, I, I guess the only thing that he could take that would probably keep him there is, one, his relationship with Jay Wright. And that's if Jay Wright doesn't leave, and I don't think he will, but he's getting some... I know the Knicks are tugging at him right now as far as trying to get him to be their head coach. I can't stand the Knicks, so I, I don't want him to go there, but I digress. I think Jay Wright will stay at Nova. I think that the only way Dante DiVincenzo stays at Nova is if he... Uh, if Jay Wright convinces him to, and convinces him to buy in, but that's the kind of players that Jay Wright gets. He gets those players that do buy in, so I don't put it past him, um, I just hope that he listens if Jay Wright is on that, is trying to convince him to stay, which I, I hope that he does, I really do, um, I think that they could make another run next year, the team is really, really built, and they were, they were, they had, they had good players this year off the bench, so I, I think that they could really make a run again next year, to be honest with you, and I know Duke is going to be great next year, as they always are, and then you'll see the Kentuckys, and, you know, you'll see, see, the thing is with Nova, they don't have the one-and-done players, they win championships with juniors and seniors, 
which is the way you win championships in the NCAA. I get it. There have been players that have won championships as freshmen. I understand. I am not knocking those guys. I'm not knocking the one and dunners. But I do understand that Jay Wright has a great program. And he understands that he has players that buy in to winning championships and to playing good basketball and to getting an education, to be honest. He just does it the right way. His players aren't getting bought off. You know, they're not involved in scandal. I get it, the little Twitter thing with Dante DiVincenzo, and I'm not excusing what he did in his past, but it's not like he was doing it this year. Like, he's, it was in his past, and he should be reprimanded for reprimanded for it, excuse me, but I'm not, it's not like he was, you know, tweeting these things this year. Like, this was seven years ago. The kid was in middle school at that time. So, you know, I get it. I get it. People can be mad. I don't I don't excuse or condone his behavior. Not on Twitter, but listen, it was years ago. Let that man rock. Don't try to sully his name now. But anyways, I want to get back to what I was saying. Dante DiVincenzo, he probably is going to come out for the draft unless Jay convinced him to stay. But the team is built to make runs, consistent runs, run after run after run after run, as long as Jay wants to, to be honest with you, they are becoming a powerhouse in the NCAA, and in an NCAA that's sullied with scandal, dirty money, gambling, pay for play, all of that stuff, you know, people being convinced to sign with this school because of this money or strip clubs, strippers running around and everything that you can imagine that that has nothing to do with the game, the 94 feet of the court is selling the NCAA but Jay Wright and the Villanova men's basketball team, they do it right they do it the right way, no pun intended and it's just listen, if you if you enjoy college basketball you should enjoy watching Villanova. I get it. You know, I get it that um, people from Temple, they may have not wanted Nova to win because, you know, they're Villanova. Or St. Joe's may have not wanted Villanova to win. Personally, I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. Because this is not a rivalry like the Eagles and Cowboys. Like, we're rival schools in the city of Philadelphia. Big Five rivalry, City Six rivalry, but at the same time, like this is a school that represents the Philadelphia area, and they made it that far, and you should have got on the boat and supported them, and they do it the right way. I I I can't say that enough. They do it the right way. They are building a powerhouse at that school. Like, I'm sorry. You want to be mad that Villanova keeps getting to Final Fours and championships and your school doesn't? Tell your school to get better. Listen, I'm a Drexel alum. I can't tell you who coaches the team. I have no interest in watching Drexel basketball. When I went there, I only went to like one basketball game. 
I watched one on TV when they were on ESPN, and I went to one live, and I knew the basketball team. But I'm not going to be mad at this at Penn or Temple or St. Joe's or LaSalle. When they make a run, I'm going to support them. Why not? They're from our area. They represent us. And I'm saying it because I'm a Philly guy, but they represent us. So you should be, you should get on the bandwagon when they are making these runs. And they're good. They're, listen, you can hate, you know, oh, I don't like going over because all these rich kids, blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. That's just being, that's just being stupid. That has nothing to do with the basketball team and how good they are and the kind of program that they run and the positive light that they shed on a solid NCAA. They're a good team. It's a good program. And it, and Jay Wright deserves to be up there with the the Tom Izzo's and and the Bill Selfs and the Coach K's Bayheim Roy Williams he's already won two championships in three years he's been to three Final Fours he gets it done they get it done great program they beat the brakes off of Michigan in that championship Michigan just they just after listen after they Michigan ran out of gas and they fell flat Villanova just took the game over Dante DiVincenzo just shot him she just shot Nova out of I mean excuse me he shot Michigan right out of the game they took a lead Villanova took a lead and they just never looked back at one point, they were just leading the game by 20. I was like, oh, this game is over. They just they just dominated the entire tournament. They dominated the Big East tournament. They dominated the NCAA tournament. And they did they didn't they didn't they don't they don't play any dirty type of way or anything like that. They just do it the right way. They're a good team to watch. You gotta respect that. You gotta respect if you like college, if you like basketball, you gotta respect what they do. They're a good team. Congratulations to the Villanova men's basketball team. Um, congratulations to Coach Jay Wright, Jalen Brunson, who won Player of the Year, uh, basically in every category. Um, he won the Wooden Award, and he, he just won numerous individual basketball player of the year awards uh, for men's basketball. So, congratulations to him. He declared for the uh, NBA draft. Uh, he is, I think personally, he's going to go in the first round. Um, there's a lot of people that, um, well, that I've talked to on the side that say that you know yeah, he won't. Listen, Jalen Brunson is a good. He will be a good, solid point guard in this league. He will be. He plays. He's a smart player. You know, he's a smart. He's not a gimmicky player. He's not a streaky shooter. He's not, you know, he's a smart player. He understands the game and he will be an extension of the coach when he's out on the floor. He is now. He's an extension of Jay Wright when when they're playing. 
He is a floor general. Mikel Bridges declared for the NBA draft. Congratulations to him. Um, I know he was the, uh, I think he won uh, small forward of the year. Uh, or the, uh, Joyce Irving small forward of the year award. Forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, if I have the name wrong. But um, All-American, Just a, he's, a, he's a good player. He'll be a, he'll be a great player, great player in the NBA. I think be a good player. I really hope Dante DiVincenzo stays, but if he does go um, into the draft, he'll be a great shooter for a team out there. Stock couldn't be higher right now, probably. Um, I think it. I think that it. If he stays though, and he leads the team next year. It'll be even higher next year. Um, he'll win another championship, and his stock will be even higher. He'll be a he'll be a lottery pick if he just stays another year. Um, and I don't think Jay Wright leaves Villanova. I don't. I think he he has a job that he likes. He likes being there. He likes he likes who he is to Villanova. And it sounds cheesy and it sounds corny, but listen, I understand everyone has a price, but Jay Wright gets some pretty good money. So, I think he stays there, and I think he continues to run the powerhouse that is Villanova men's basketball. Um, so, congratulations to Villanova. Um, if you don't like Villanova, you probably don't like college basketball, or you're probably just jealous. You should get over that jealousy because it's stupid. They're a good team. They do it the right way. So, congratulations to Villanova. Um, I'm going to talk about the Sixers next. I'm excited about the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know about you, but I am excited about this team. I'm amazed at them. More so than excited, I am amazed at what they've done. So, congratulations to Nova. Talk about the Sixers. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody, to the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, We just got in talking about Villanova and their run through the NCAA tournament uh, and how they just were so dominant through the entire tournament uh, to the point where I think they beat every team by double digits. So it just was a miraculous run. Not even miraculous, but just a very dominant run by Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats. But let's transition from NCAA to the NBA. Let's transition to our Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I cannot tell you guys how proud I am and just overall just shocked and in awe of this team. Uh, I said on the last podcast, on well, episode five, I should say, I said on episode five that the Sixers would finish... Uh, they would win 48 games, and they would finish like 48 and 34. That's what I thought. I thought they would finish just under 50 games, and that they would probably get the fourth seed. Um, they have they blew they blew my mind. They really did. They won their last 16 games of the season. They finished with a 52 and 30 record, uh, number three in the East, and they are currently in a playoff series against the Miami Heat. And they played their game. And they were just absolutely, uh, they played up. It was a, it was a tough first half. Uh, I think, uh, you know, our young guys were just really getting adjusted to the game. 
um, into the situation, and Miami really play, played a good first half where they were just not missing any shots. But the second half, we just came out defensively and just locked Miami up, and we just we didn't miss anything. Uh, we held Miami to 43 points in the second half and ended up winning the, uh, the first playoff game 130-103. to So the Sixers are really on a roll right now. They've won their last 17 games. And they've been winning most of those games by double digits. So it's just amazing what this team has been able to do this year. What they've been able to do over the last, I would say, five weeks of the season, um, including the playoffs. Um, they really wrapped up the season on a high note, just outright punishing teams. And I, what I noticed about the Sixers is that they own the third quarter of games. Um, they can go in. It can be a tight game going into the half. Once the third quarter starts, the Sixers, they just turn it on to another level. And it's really hard to compete with them in transition. That's what I see. Uh, because Ben can do whatever he wants to do with the ball. He can he can go to the rack. He can pass it. He finds the right shot every single time. He, he does the right pass every single time. Um, and they just, they're really hard to beat in transition. They really are. I mean, you it could be like a two, three-point game and then, all of a sudden, they're up by 10, and you don't know what happened. At the blink of an eye, they're up by 10. This team is really, really a good team. Um, I, I, I didn't, I'm always so cautious, like, to believe, like, to what I'm seeing, because, you know, I'm just like, hey, this team is young, you know, they haven't been tested, but when I watched them play, the Cleveland Cavaliers, this was, I want to say this was, oh, this, okay, yeah, this was April 6th. They played the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday night. This was, like, ultimately the game for the third seed. And they came out in the first half, and they were just dominant against, dominant, they were just dominant against Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland couldn't do anything with them. They shot Cleveland right out of the building. And then, um, and Ben was on all cylinders that night. I mean, he was fired up. He was, he almost had triple-double in the first half. Um, but um, you can't sleep on LeBron. He came back in the second half, and he just willed his team. He willed his team back into that game. But um, what that game showed me is that we could withstand a run from a great player or run from great players and still hold them off to win a game. And if this was December or January of the season, the Sixers would have lost that game. They would have lost that game. But this team has gotten better over the season. And it's been for a couple of reasons. One, because Ben has matured into a really good point guard. He has really become a point guard. Like, I mean, I know that he was a point guard before. And, you know, when he was in college, he was a forward. But Ben is a point guard. And Ben has really developed into, he's developing into an elite point guard. So I give all credit to Ben Simmons as far as that is concerned. Brett Brown, he's coached this team up. He's coached this team up very well, and they've cut down on turnovers. That was a big problem for this team for, like, the first half of the season. They just would turn the ball over way too much, and they could never recover when they turned the ball over so much. And, and, and that's not unusual for a young team, but they're learning how to take care of the ball, and it's great coaching. And I got to give, last but not least, credit to Brian Colangelo. Because he 
he made the right moves in order to build this bench up. With the acquisitions of Ursan Ilyasova, as well as Marco Bellinelli, this bench has gotten deeper. We got some shooters on this team. Not just J.J. Redick. And I, I, I really think Brian Colangelo deserves a lot of credit. Now, listen, I understand that people are so in love with Sam Hankey and what he did for the team as far as accumulating picks. I can never, ever discredit him for that. But Brian Colangelo knows how to build a team. I think that's the difference between Sam Hankey and Brian Colangelo. Sam Hankey knew how to, to acquire picks. He knew how to get really bad players for us to lose, 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 lose in order for us to get, get picks and picks and picks. He was a master at acquiring picks. Brian Colangelo knows how to build a team. He's, he's an NBA guy. He's been in the NBA his entire life. He knew, he knew what players would fit this scheme. What players would fit this offense? What player would fit this team? What we needed for our bench, and that our bench wasn't good enough. Because if we would have walked into the playoffs with the bench that we had at the beginning of the season, we probably wouldn't win this series. But I really think Brian Colangelo deserves a lot of credit. He deserves a lot of credit as far as what he did, as far as acquiring acquiring assets for our team as far as players and he's making smart trades for our team and not to mention that Markel Fultz is really coming along the dude played 14 games all season but he's really coming along I saw him last night play and I'm just like you know what hey he may make a stupid play he may make a dumb pass but I might I'll see him hustle on the other end in order to make a good defensive play. And I can respect that. You got to respect that this team is really good. They're a really good team. And the only thing that would stop them is them. Honestly. Because I don't think there's a team out there that can stop them. I don't think there's a team out there that can lock them up defensively. I don't think there's a team out there that can stop Joel Embiid. I'm sorry. But who's going to stop Embiid? Who? What player on what team? Okay, let's say... Okay, let's look at the series right now. Who, Hassan Whiteside's going to stop Joel Embiid? It's already been proven that he can't. Kelly Olenek? Get out of here. Please. If we play Boston in the next series, Al Horford, you think Al Horford's going to stop Joel Embiid? You think Morris is going to stop Joel Embiid? Nah, that's okay. Nah. That's not going to happen. And Boston's a good team. I, I I don't mean him any disrespect. Let's say we get past Boston. And we get to these kind of finals. And we have to play Toronto. Or we play Cleveland. I still don't see anybody stopping Joel Embiid. I, he is a matchup problem for everybody in the league. For everybody. Even Anthony Davis. He's a matchup problem for anybody and everybody in the league. Even Boogie Cousins. It does not matter. He is a serious matchup problem. He can do it all. So, this team is good. 
they had a they had a good win on Saturday night against Miami. They play Monday night again, game two. I think they'll win. I think that much. I think that one will be much closer. But I still think they win. I think Joel Embiid comes back game three in Miami. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough with going down to Miami. His first game back. But I still think the Sixers win this series. I think they win it in six. I do. I think they win the game. They win the series in six games. And they cruise the Eastern Conference seven times. Now, from there, I, I don't know yet. Um, but I, I, I will say that the team has a great chance of getting not only to the Eastern Conference Finals, but to the NBA Finals. Because we have so many matchup problems. Like, I, I, you know, Ben Simmons, he may not shoot like jumpers, but he finds, he finds the right person to shoot, or he'll just go to the rack himself. He can't be stopped when he goes to the rack. He can't be stopped when he goes to the bucket. I mean, coming in transition, he is, he is impossible to stop. And he's not even as big as LeBron James. He, but he is impossible to stop. Dude is nasty. He is sick. And the way he has developed into a point guard, an elite point guard in this league, or an up-and-coming elite point guard, is just amazing to me. I respect it so much. I respect I respect his the work ethic he has put in to become a great player in this league. Same with Joel Embiid. Same with this team. I just I really enjoy this team. They're a fun team to watch, honestly. They're really, they really are. They're a team, like, people who are casual fans, they like watching teams like Golden State, because Golden State can shoot. They're a fun team to watch. They have fun when they play basketball. Teams like the Houston Rockets. I think the Sixers are the same kind of team. They're a fun team to watch. They have two young stars. They can shoot the ball very well. They defend. If you're a casual fan... You know, I think the Sixers are a great team to watch. They have a unicorn in Joel Embiid. He is something that we've never seen. He's a hybrid. One night he comes out, he's like a Kim Olajuwon. The next night he comes out, he's playing like a point guard. It's crazy. He wants to handle the ball and shoot jumpers. And he makes them. It's crazy, man. He... He is, he's just so, he's so gifted, and he, he's so talented, but he works so hard on his game, same with Ben Simmons, I mean, these dudes are amazing to see, and that's why I think that they Sixers have a really good chance to not only get into the Eastern Conference Finals, but to the NBA Finals, they are a really good team, if you are not on the bandwagon, like I said, you need to get on the wagon, this team is good. Support this team. Watch this team. I'm telling you, they're fun. If that's if you're not already watching, the people that already watch, listen, you already know. I watched all season this team. This team is amazing. But they far exceeded my expectations for this year. I thought they would win 40 games. That they would. I thought they would win 40 games and be on the brink of making the playoffs. Getting to that eighth seed, maybe seventh seed if they were lucky. 
They're in the they're in the third seed in the East right now. They look unstoppable. What they did to Miami. Listen, that was amazing. That was an amazing effort by that team. Much respect. Much respect to Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Much respect to J.J. Redick. All the bench players. Bolts for his development. Brett Brown. For all the people that wanted to fire Brett Brown, I don't understand you. I don't understand you. I mean, of course, there are idiots that just want to fire Brett Brown because they want to fire Brett Brown. But, I mean, I, I don't, I, I never understood why people wanted to fire Brett Brown. And I'm not saying that that we're definitely going to win championship this year or whatever. I'm not saying that. But I just never understood why people were so quick to want to fire this man when he had nothing to work with. Listen, last year when I saw him coaching, I knew that, okay, this team is really going to go somewhere. And I knew I knew that, I just knew that, you know, they were trying to do a, a, a backdoor type of tank last year. Because Joel Embiid was playing so well, they were really on the brink of, of trying to push for the playoffs. They had to do a backdoor tank, sit them for the rest of the season. Ben Simmons not play for the whole season. I saw what was going on. So basically all you had was Dario. And I didn't even talk about Dario. How can I miss out on Dario? X Factor. Dude had a bad first half. He lit it up in the second half. 20 point night last night. Ben Simmons almost had a triple double last night. JJ Redick had 28 points. Marco Bellano had 25 off the bench. This team is good. But yeah, they had Dario leading the team last year. And if they could have sat him down, they would have sat him down too. But this team is good. Dario, man, he just, he does it all. He grinds for you, he gets rebounds for you, does dirty work down low for you. He'll shoot threes, he'll shoot inside, got mid-range game. He'll make his free throws at the foul line. He will defend good player, he's a good player for this team I love him I love this team currently up 1-0 in the playoff series against Miami first round much respect to this team get on the boat if you're not already on the boat with this team, I like this team I love this team, they're a fun team to watch, and their camaraderie reminds me of the Eagles it really does, it reminds me how the Eagles team was just such a team this year. How they gelled together at the right time. That's who the Sixers remind me of. It's like almost like it's contagious. It's, it's really, really crazy to me. But it could be happening. Why not? Why not the Sixers this year? Why? Because they're young. Why? Because Ben Simmons is a rookie. Why? Because of the process? Why not? Why not us? Why not the Sixers? Why not this year? Why? Because you think we need LeBron? I would love to get LeBron James, but do you think we need him to win the championship now? 
Sixers could win the championship this year. There is a chance that they could do it. I'm not counting them out at all. I'm not trying to put the car before the horse either. But this team is a good team. I made this mistake already with the Eagles. I didn't want to believe what my eyes were seeing. I thought the Eagles would win 10 games this year, and that would be it. I originally said they would only win 8, maybe 9. No, the Eagles were good. And even when Carson Wentz went down, they were still good. So I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. The Sixers are a good team. Why can't they get to the finals? Who says they can't? Who made up the rule that they can't? The team is good. I don't think a team in the East can really stop them right now. I mean, you got Boston, yeah. You got Toronto, yeah. You got Cleveland, yeah. I mean, okay. Sixers are just as good as any of those teams. I, I don't... Like, Toronto does not scare me just because they're the number one seed. They never have. And I get it, they were, this year was supposed to be different for them. Maybe it will be. But they still don't scare me. Boston don't have Kyrie. Boston doesn't have Gordon Hayward right now. They don't scare me. They won their first playoff game against uh, Milwaukee. That's cool. They, had, they took it to overtime. I'm still not scared of them, though. They don't frighten me. They're a good team. They got good coach. They still don't frighten me. Maybe that's just me being a little biased because I hate the Boston Celtics like I hate the Dallas Cowboys. But they just don't frighten me. Like, that team without Kyrie and without Gordon Hayward, they don't frighten me. They can get pushed to a seven-game series and lose it. So... The Sixers are a good team, and I think they're the team firing on cylinders right now, on all cylinders right now. Only team that can stop the Sixers are the Sixers. That's it. They can only stop themselves at this point. But where they're going to go, only they can determine that. They could possibly go all the way. So, that's my talk on the Sixers. Listen, I'm just excited about that team. I really am. Um, when I come back, I'll talk a little bit about the Flyers and the Phillies. Um, and then I'm going to wrap it up so thanks you guys for listening and I'll be right back in a moment, stay tuned welcome back, welcome back welcome back everybody Philly Sports 4 for 4 Podcast I'm your host Dom Lewis thanks for tuning in Um, just want to talk a little bit about the Flyers and uh, as well as the Phillies Um, so Flyers are in the playoffs, <laughs> and I'm, I apologize for the deep side, but it's just <laughs> they're um, they're just not as good as the Penguins are, and it, it shows. Um, they came out game one. Well, let me rewind a little bit. They clinched the playoffs in game 82 of the season, which is good. You know, they got into the playoffs, but they they drew the Penguins, and um, I know there's some hardcore hockey fans that wanted to play the Penguins because they hate the Penguins so much. And uh, they hate Sidney Crosby, but he's the best in the league. And he's showing it. He is showing it 
He has shown it every single game against the Flyers. He's showing it. Blowing them right out of the water. They lost the first game 7-0. They got smoked. Now they came back, game two. They won 5-1. Played a heck of a game that game. Goaltender's confidence is up a little bit. G led that team that night. But then they come out, game three. And they get smoked on their own home ice. And I just don't know what to say. Like, honestly, like, you know, they're down 2-1 now. Which is, it's not surprising, considering that the Penguins are better. But, you know, this, this is not the opponent that the Flyers wanted. I know it. Um... I know the hardcore fans are they're stubborn. They have the old, old school Broad Street Bullies mentality. And some of them have the old school like Philly sports mentality. Like, you know, they want to go against that team because they hate that team so much. But I'm like, look, you don't want that team. That team's better than you, and they're gonna smoke you. And that's exactly what's happening in this series. Um, I think the Flyers push it to six games. I do. Hope their goaltending um, holds up. I know Brian Elliott just came back. And he had a game. He had a good game game, too. He had 34 saves. Um, but I just, I they're just not as good as, they're not as good as Pittsburgh. Just not as good. And um, I don't see them making it out of this series at all. Like, winning it at all. This game, the series will be over six games. I mean, but the way the way they've been, the way it's been, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was over in five. Um, and I just that just leaves me hanging. Like, where do the Flyers go from here? I mean, this has been this will be the forty fourth season without a Stanley Cup. Um, and I know the Flyers faithful are tired of it. I know it. I'm a casual Flyers fan, and I'm tired of it. Um, you can't have all this winning in the city, and then you have, you know, one of the oldest teams in the city just letting you down, continuously letting you down. Um, they, it's just, I know goaltending, like I said, goaltending has just been their major issue this year. Um, they've been up and down on the power plays this year, but um, it's just been goaltending has been the major issue. And I know, you know, Brian Elliott's not even fully healthy yet. I know he's still suffering from that core injury he had. Um, Norbert is not even healthy. They're backup goalie. And then there are other backup goalies. They're just not good enough. Um, so it's just, it's unfortunate right now. Because um, the only way you win the Stanley Cup is if you have good goaltending. And you have consistent scoring. And they, and they don't have either of that to be honest with you. Um, inconsistent scoring and goaltending isn't good. So, um, I don't really have much else to say besides that. I will say that G has had a heck of a year, the captain. Um, El Capitan. <laughs> but, um, it's just not enough. It's not enough. Uh, Pittsburgh is just too strong for them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh three-peated. They are really good. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, I think the next Flyers game is on Tuesday. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Um, it'll be in Philly. We'll see what happens game four. Um, we'll see if they can turn it around and even up the series going back to Pittsburgh. We'll see what happens. But it's not looking good for the Flyboys. It really isn't. On to the Phillies, though. <laughs> the Phillies have really surprised me over the last week. Um, they started out, they were... They had a bad first series. Um, Gabe Kaplan didn't have the best outing at the beginning. Um, because they were winning that home... They were their, their opener. They were winning the opener 5 to nothing. And they allowed Atlanta to come back and win that game 8-5. And then they won their second game, and then they got smoked in the third game, 15-2. to two. Um, And it, it, Gabe Kapler caught a lot of sh- uh, caught a lot of crap from a lot of people. Um, he got booed in the home opener. He's been getting booed like every game because in the home opener, I should say, and well, in the home games, he's been getting booed when he comes out because people were just so fed up with his analytics type of style and. Um, changing of the pitchers as far as like pulling out um, the starting pitcher too early and relying on the bullpen too much but this team is is alright now they've won, don't look now but they've won 7 out of the last 8 they've won 2 series in a row like two, they swept 2 series in a row the Reds and now the Rays this team is alright. Like they got some good young talent on this team. I'm generating some offense. Altair is playing out of his mind. I'm sorry, not Altair. I apologize. Kingery. Kingery is playing out of his mind right now. Hoskins is playing good ball right now. I can't wait to get down to the park this year and watch the boys. They're doing alright got some hope going on I, you know what like the thing is people were really hard on Kapler and I get it you know he's he's not the quote unquote Philadelphia type of guy you know he's not that guy that we wanted he's not the nitty gritty he's not a he's not a Larry Boa you know what I mean he's not he's not Larry Boa by any means and I get that like you know baseball is an older gentleman's sport older person sport He's not. He, he's not that guy. He's a young guy. He's different. He has a different type of style. But you know what? We need different because we were relying on the same and it wasn't working. So I just think that people just need to give him a chance. Stop booing him. Stop booing Kapler, man. I'm not saying you got to buy into everything that he's doing, but at least got to give him a chance. Team's nine and five right now, and I get it didn't start off well, but this is a 162 game season. Give him a break. Just ridiculous. I, I I don't understand. I don't understand Philadelphia fans sometimes, and I'm a Philadelphia fan, but I don't understand other Philadelphia fans sometimes. Like it's just been so conditioned, our minds have been so conditioned to losing, so conditioned to a certain style or a certain way of things, 
where we don't accept change. And it can be ridiculous. Like, you have to evolve. And I think that um, some of us, I know I have, have evolved as fans of these teams. You know, I've, I've certainly evolved as an Eagles fan. And I've evolved as a Sixers fan. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to have to evolve as a Phillies fan as well as a Flyers fan. I think it's just, you know, you have to learn to buy in. And, I, and I'm not saying I haven't bought in. I really have, you know. I I think that I'm I'm giving Capital a chance. I don't I don't really find a need to boo him. You know, you can be upset at the result, but you don't have to continuously boo the man. Don't be ridiculous. Like give the team a chance. The team's nine and five right now. They're playing some good ball. No one no one's expecting the Phillies to win a championship this year. But hey. We just want to see some improvement. That's all. Give Kapler a chance. They're playing good ball right now. Patient. Patient. So, um, I'm liking what the Phillies are doing right now. I'm liking the young guys they have. They got Santana. They got Altair. They got Kingery. They got Hoskins. Nola is the man. They're ace pitching good ball right now like listen if it weren't for the Mets winning nine straight games the Phillies would be at the top of the NL East ain't that crazy so listen this team is they're not where the Sixers are yet they're not where the Eagles are yet they're coming out of they're coming out of their own process Give them a year or two. Then they'll get some more players. They'll continue to buy into Gabe's system, Gabe's way of doing things. Team's going to win some games. Don't blink. Listen, this, this, hey, what if this team wins 81 games this year? They'll at least be 500. If they went close to that, it's, it's cool with me. I don't I don't expect anything out of them right now. But hey, we don't know. We don't know what's gonna be at the all-star break. We don't know what's gonna be like in July and August. We don't know. We'll see. But I have no problem with Gabe Kapler. I had a problem with, you know, that first game, him pulling Nola so early. But I think even Gabe has settled down. You know, I just don't People are too quick to want to pull the trigger in in this city, and I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that as a, as a fan. So, um, I personally, uh, I'm liking the team so far. I'm liking what they're doing. Um, I'm excited to go down, be able to go down. It's too cold right now to go down to the park. I mean, it's, spring hasn't sprung yet, so it's really too cold to go to the park right now. But I'll be excited to go in like May or June. July, go down to the park, watch the boys. I think they'll keep us, they'll keep us entertained for the summer. It won't be a boring summer where we're just dreading and waiting for summer camp to come for the Eagles. I think they'll keep us entertained a little bit this summer. 
as well as the Sixers making a deep run, you know, so I think we'll be fine. I think the Phillies will be fine. Um, and ultimately, I think the Flyers will be fine. Uh, but, I mean, I, I just know that this year isn't the year for them to win Stanley Cup. You know, they got goalie problems, inconsistent scoring. But, you know, such is life. Such is the process. That's really what it is. That's really what it comes down to. As long as they're trying, they're moving in the right direction, that's all you can really ask for at this point. I think both of those teams are moving in the right direction. So, I have no complaints here. I have no complaints right now. It gets tiresome being a Flyers fan. Um, especially if you're a diehard Flyers fan because you've waited so long. But hey, if the Eagles can win a championship, anybody can win a championship. It'll be fine. It will be fine. Um, but that's all I have on the Flyers as well as the Phillies. Um, I'm going to come back. I'm just going to wrap it up just with a, a kind of a special dedication I want to make. So uh, I'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 4 for 4 podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, I'm just about to wrap up here. Before I wrap up, just want to um, say a couple things about the Eagles um, and then do a little tribute. Um, Eagles, since the last time I talked, Eagles signed Richard Rodgers, uh, tight end, backup. Uh, well, he was a tight end for the Green Bay Packers. They signed him as the backup tight end on a one-year deal, which is uh, pretty good. Got some tight end depth there, and he was actually amazing back in 2015 caught the Hail Mary from Aaron Rodgers in that um, Arizona-Green Bay playoff game, if you guys remember that. So I think that's a nice addition, a nice piece, um, and it's a cheap deal, so that, I'm cool with that. Um, they also released Dow Worley. Uh, he was um, acquired in the acquisition for Torrey Smith. We traded Torrey Smith to the Panthers, and we got Dow Worley back, and I think we got a pick out of it as well. But uh, today we released... Uh, Daryl Worley um, because he was uh, got into an altercation with the police over the weekend uh, where he was being a little hostile with them they ended up tasing him so um, Eagles said they were gathering up um, more information on the story but it had came out early like right after the release after we heard the news that he got arrested that the Eagles were going to release him um, and then not too many hours later, the Eagles ended up releasing Dow Worley. So, um, all the talk about trading Ronald Darby, um, I think that, uh, that talk is on hold at the moment because, uh, we no longer have, uh, that depth at, uh, cornerback. So we'll see what happens in the draft. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, but, uh, I kind of feel for the guy. I don't know exactly what happened as far as why he had to be hostile with the police, um, but, um, I know the Eagles, um, they run a tight ship when it comes to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, altercations with law enforcement. Um, I know there was an issue with Nigel Bradham. He had to get that cleared up. Um, and then you saw he got it cleared up and now he got his deal. Um, the issue with Michael Bennett and the issue down in, uh, Houston, um, he has to, 
uh, get that cleared up. Yeah, I think that that case will be thrown out, but still, um, just the fact that it's looming over the Eagles, I know that they're not pleased with all the, they don't like to be in the news as far as um, criminal activity or anything involving a bad uh, look against law enforcement, so um, I know the Eagles are looking to tighten up that ship, and, they, and I know the first incident that you do something wrong and you know it's it looks bad on you you're out of there um with the michael bennett thing i think it just has to play out in court um and i don't even think it'll make it to court but um <clears throat> i just think uh that really thing is kind of unfortunate for him um and i like i said i don't know exactly what he did uh with law enforcement but um it ended up costing him his job so uh, best wishes to him. Hope he lands on his feet somewhere, maybe on somebody's practice squad. Um, but we'll see what happens with him. So that's all I really have on the Eagles. Um, the draft is coming up uh, at the end of uh, April, so uh, I'll probably chime in a little bit more as far as draft talk. Uh, maybe do like a special podcast on that uh, in the next coming week or so. We'll see how. We'll see what happens, and we'll see. Um, how heavy the draft talk is because um, Eagles have they don't have that many picks this year so and it's not as crucial as it's been in the past as we're coming off the Super Bowl title so it's just a little bit different um, the excitement for the draft is not there like it was in the past uh, well considering that we had here in Philly last year as well as um, we were looking to you know get some type of spark going on for this organization coming off a 7-9 season. A little different when you win the title and, you know, you have good defense and, you know, your pieces are together. So, we'll see what happens as far as the Eagles uh, trying to compete to stay on top. So, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, I'm just going to take a short break and um, I'll be back in uh, one moment. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to wrap up the podcast now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys as always. You can um, always find me on social media. You can find uh, follow the podcast at Four for Four Podcast on Twitter. That's F O U R F O R the number four podcast. You can email us at 444podcast at gmail.com. You can follow my personal Twitter at Cafadom. Um, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can always find us on anchor.com slash Dom Lewis. And uh, I appreciate you guys as always. I thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and just listen. Even if you only listen once, I appreciate that one listen. Um, it's a, it, it means a great deal to me, so thank you. Um, I want to end this on a kind of a personal note. Um, I I had a, a dear cousin of mine pass away uh, about two weeks ago. He passed away the last day of March um, in a tragic motorcycle accident. And um, he meant a great deal to me. Um, you know, we, me and him, we were very close when we were growing up. And um, I, I remember when I was younger. I really wanted, like, I wanted to be like him in so many ways. Like, you know, he seemed like he was, he was always the coolest, you know, he was like the leader of us and, 
Um, he had like the nicest clothes. His his mom, my aunt, you know, always always bought him nice clothes. And um, you know, when he ever he went on like trips and stuff, you know, I got to go on trips with him. Like my our grandma so take us on trips together, and we spent summers over our house. And um, you know, he passed away um, two Saturdays ago, and um, so tragic. And um, I'm a Mister guy. I really will. I miss him now, and it, it it pains me so much that he passed, and it pains me so much that um that my family has to go through this, especially my aunt, his mom, who I love dearly. Like I'm really, really close to her as well, and um, I think I just want to just tell you all, you know, if you can, if you have a family member, if you have a loved one you haven't talked to in a while, or you have um, you know, just just family, you know, I know. Things can get kind of crazy sometimes because we all have our own lives. And um, you're so busy dealing with your own life where you can't, like, contact people as much as you want to and talk to them on the phone as much as you want to. Um, but I just want to encourage people to just, um, to you know, give people their flowers while they're here. You know, it may be, you may can't link up, you know, with a person or your family member or a friend you know, as much as you want to, um, but just let them know, if you're thinking about them, let them know you're thinking about them, and even if you're not thinking about them, like, just take some time out of your, your busy schedule to just say hello to them, like, send them a text, send them an email, send them a Facebook message, uh, post something on their wall, just let them know that, hey, like, I ain't forget about you, you know, and it's so crazy, because my cousin had just liked the stat, he liked the post of mine, or a comment of mine, like a couple hours before he passed away, and I just was so shocked to hear the news, and I just was heartbroken, and I still am, um, but I want to dedicate the podcast, this episode to him, um, he was a, (laughs) he was a Dallas Cowboys fan of all fans, (laughs) and I hate the stinking Cowboys, but uh, he also was a 76ers fan, he's a big fan of Allen Iverson, and I think I actually learned about Allen Iverson through him because he had this huge poster on his wall when we were kids. Like, when Allen Iverson was a rookie, he had this big poster on his wall, I remember. And um, that was his favorite player when he came As soon as he came to the league, that was his favorite player. Uh, so um, I actually learned about AI, like, through him because at the time I wasn't, like, a like avid sports watcher. I was young, so, I you know, I wasn't paying attention as much as I do now. But... I just want to dedicate the podcast to my cousin, who actually also shared the same birthday as me, May 24th, um, and I made a promise after I heard of his passing that I'm going to celebrate his life every year on our birthday for the rest of my life. Um, so I just want to, to Eric Lamar McCoy, um, my first cousin, who I love dearly, and I miss him so much, and I'm just so sorry, um that I, I didn't even get a chance to really tell him to his face and that I had to carry him to his final resting place. Um, I love you, cuz, and I dedicate this podcast to you. And as I said before, um, and I'm going to say it every time I get a chance to, um, I'm going to celebrate your birthday, celebrate your life every year on our birthday for the rest of my life. I love you, man. Um, I really do. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys as always. And um, like I said, you can follow me on 
Twitter at four for four podcast. You can follow me. Um, well, you can email the podcast at four for four podcast at gmail dot com. You can also subscribe on iTunes four for four podcast. Um, you can also follow the hashtags Philly Sports four for four podcast. Um, I appreciate you guys' support. Thank you so much, and I couldn't do it without you. So from Dom Lewis and um, everybody here, it's just me <laughs> at the four for four sports podcast Philly Sports. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.